Don't think I don't recognize you, you butt motherfucker. Hey, pay attention when I'm talking to you, nigga. What? Oh, you're the guy who shot my mother, aren't you? Shut up, man. You knew I never knew your mother. Ah. You were trying to steal a fucking car, you cocksucker. Where you that You didn't think I was going to find you, did you? But I got you now, nigga. I'm going to bust your gut open and watch you die. The program is a 1993 film about the fictional college football team, the ESU Timberwolves, as they deal with the pressure to make a bowl game, drug and alcohol abuse, and overall college life. I'm your host, Neil T. in London Town. Joining me on today's Dying for Scale Movie Club podcast are my regular co-host, Jovial Jackie with Jovial John in Virginia. Starting defense! Place at the table! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Time to put the women and children to bed and go looking for fucking dinner, boys. <laughs> and regular guest Stephen Greenwell in Rhode Island. You're just another worm shit freshman. Welcome to college. And now it's time for the feature everyone's talking about. It's Jackie's movie synopsis time. Take it away, Jackie. Neil- Neil, you already synopsized it. So what am I did supposed I? to say? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of did, but I, that was there's that usually there's like a, a good synopsis and a crappy synopsis. And I usually give like the sort of you give the, the good crappy, one and I get the crappy one. Well, I usually give the crappy one and then <laughs> and then do the the good one later. Uh, I don't know. Okay. It seems like you already did, but yeah, it's a movie about a professional <laughs> college football team, and I love it because I love college football. But we'll get on into that in a minute. Thank you, Jackie. That's excellent. Well, first of all, what we should do really today is is welcome back the Jovials foot to the Dying for Skull Movie Club. Everyone sing along. Steve will know this song, I'm sure. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Welcome back, Jovials. Thank you. Now, is it true? I mean, I'm not really sure, but you you guys have been going to see actual. Is it Na- is it Navy versus Army games? What have you guys been seeing? <laughs> not Navy versus Army, but yeah, we have season um, tickets to the Navy football games. Right. Um. So that's here in Maryland, and uh, just seeing the different teams they play. They didn't play Army yet this year. So no, who we're do, not going to that game either. Who do they play then? How does it work? Just like various colleges. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. So is yep. it is it so, like a Navy college then? Is that how it fits in? Yeah, it's it, kind of interesting. It's the, it's the Naval Academy. Right, And the right. Naval Academy had a, has a Division One football team. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're all when they graduate, they're all going to be in the Navy. Um, mm-hmm. But they're football players that were recruited to play football at the school. So they have to do all the same stuff that the, everyone else does in the uh, military academy. But, but yeah. plus play Division One football. play Division One football. So. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Kind of interesting. And how did they do? Uh, not so great. <laughs> well, I mean, but this I, week they, they've actually they've been won really good. by yeah. like 40 points almost. Yeah. But I mean, they're not one of like the top schools or anything. But they've been pretty good this year as far as how they usually are. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Pretty decent. <clears throat> oh right, okay. Um, and is div is I take it division one is the top division. That, that sound may yes. may sound like a stupid question, but we have uh, 
Like in yeah. in soccer over here, we have League Division One, and that's actually not not the top. There's a Premier League above that. So. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Division One is the big schools. Yeah, you got Division. I believe I believe the way it breaks down is you have Division One A and One Double A. So like. Uh, and then there's also Division Two as far as college football teams go. It's been a long time since I looked up the info on this, but I'm pretty it, sure uh, 1A is the big competitive schools, 1AA is the smaller ones, and then when you get into Division Two, I don't believe you're even allowed to give full-ride scholarships for athletics. Yeah, basically the difference is the scholarships that they give. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's school and size, too. Size, maybe. Yeah. Well, they're right. sort of hand-in-hand. <laughs> hand. Yeah. Mm, pretty much um school size actually doesn't play into it like a school can choose to play up if they want to yeah. um but for the most part you're correct they did rename it a couple years ago where it, it, for the NCAA they don't call it 1AA and 1A anymore they call it 1A is the FBS the the football oh, yeah. bowl, the football bowl series i believe and, mm -hmm. F, and then it's FCS or i don't even know what the what that stands for, but you, URI, which is my alma mater, they play uh, uh, one double A, and they they are very bad. They are historically bad this year. <laughs> they got they got they were down thirty seven nothing at the half yesterday against oh, Villanova. Jesus. So fo football power Villanova was blowing out URI. So. Wow, but you're you're correct. As you go down in levels, everything is smaller. Like URI only has i think it's it's half rides and you only have like roster sizes of 50 60 something kids whereas for example in the movie the program they are more of a school that would probably have 80 90 100 scholarships for football mm -hmm. now jackie you you picked this film uh what was your reasoning behind choosing the program yeah well like i said you know we're we're big college football fans we're actually Mostly we're Michigan fans. John went to Michigan. And so when we lived in that in Michigan, we went to all those games. But now we're closer to Navy. So that's why we go to those. But um, but anyway, so every year before college football season started, pretty much John would want to watch this movie. So we've watched it many times through the years. Um, kind of a celebration of the beginning of the season. Yeah. When, when I lived when, when I was in college, which I went to with a brother in law and a couple of good friends. Uh, we we had a tradition of we would watch this uh, a couple hours before the first game of every season. So mm -hmm. I watched this at least yearly. Did you do that because it was nice to actually see Michigan win a game? <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> so funny story when I when I was in college, it was it was more rare for us not to win the yes. Big Ten than it was to win the Big Ten. Uh, we were kind of a big deal for a boom. while there, and that's faded. <laughs> boom, I, boom. I I mean. It's weird. They kind of they kind of hand wave uh, Michigan like they Michigan beats them during one of the weeks where they're where they're down their steroid defensive end and their quarterback. Um, no, they're not. No, no you're, they're not. you're way it's off. It's the on battle that of one. the Heisman's <laughs> yeah. contenders. Tim, oh, oh. he could go all the way, man, versus the Abel Kane. <laughs> oh, that was a Michigan game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Kane is able. They Good did shoot this. Uh, they shoot the. They shot the movie at proper college um, uh, campuses, didn't they? Uh, or at least the fields yep. were used, weren't they? Mm. I I was shocked that they had essentially NCAA permission to do this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. They one game was definitely at um, Iowa State, mm. or at least they used all Iowa. the stuff, and it was against yeah. Iowa State. It it was but against uh, University, University of Iowa. Iowa. 
Yeah. But the black and yellow. Hawkeyes. Yeah, the Hawkeyes. Okay, and, and, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the actual physical, physical location could have been uh, the Cyclones because I haven't actually been to Iowa State, but like they played against Iowa. And I know just mm -hmm. to use... Just to use that name, so Iowa's University of yeah. Iowa. And they then got, they same credited, thing with, um, sorry, they credited University of Iowa right at the end of the movie in the credits, so that would suggest okay, they went yeah. there. And I've actually been to uh, Iowa for a football game before. I saw Michigan-Iowa at Iowa. Mm -hmm. and Did it look like that? Your, your watching of the, the film every year, was that... You is that it wasn't at all ironic then you this wasn't you actually thought this you actually think of this as like the sort of ultimate college football movie because I'm not that familiar oh, with college this, football. Oh, this was definitely not ironic watching. Mm. We <laughs> we we watched it to get pumped up for the season. Because I when you when you chose this, I thought of movies like Friday Night Lights and Varsity Blues, mm -hmm. neither of which I've seen. I've seen a lot of. I like sports movies, but I haven't seen many that many American football movies. I've seen Rudy, and I've seen. Um, What's that one with Vicino? Um, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Yeah, any given Sunday. Uh, lots of different. I've even seen Brian's song actually. <laughs> Brian's but, song. Remember the Titans. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of looking forward to this from the point of view of, oh right, this must be one of those movies like that. But there you go. I, I wasn't yeah. quite what I expected. It sounds lot, like you're going to shit on it. It makes yeah, me very angry. Of course, angry he's going to shit on it. Everything we like. <laughs> well, there's I was not thinking. That many uh, that are college football though a lot of those were high school or right NFL. right yeah yeah, so, yeah. i was trying to think now is varsity games. blues is that college football that's high school oh nope. it's still high, high school. school oh right yeah because i'm trying to think of any other college football movies and i couldn't think of any rudy is rudy college. now rudy came out in the same year as uh, the program and the program didn't make a huge oh, amount of uh, box office but it actually beat rudy at the box office only slightly because they both were fairly wow. fairly low box office um, I'm Rudy, not going to crap yeah. all over. I mean, I'm, I was thinking actually, John, I'm not going to crap all over this movie, but I'm going to talk last because um, I figure it's a bit like you know, you 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 watching something like North by Northwest this isn't really my cup of tea. Although, yeah. although I do love sports movies. We'll talk about that later. I, I do love. I have a soft spot for sports movies. Well, I always like when they are like at the line of scrimmage, like right before a play starts, and they're like shit talking to each other. I always think that's funny. Like in football movies, it's like. They always do that. And I'm sure that it's like that in real life. And I always wish that it were like mic'd up so I can hear what those, those oh, yeah. guys are talking back to. You know? Yeah, it, it was very much an R-rated movie, wasn't it? With all the uh, all the uh, stuff they were talking. I was thinking, well, the first time somebody said fucker or motherfucker, I was thinking, oh, that must be the, the only one time they're using it because you can use it like once in a PG-13. And it's like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah, is this rated R? I didn't really look at it. Yeah, it's rated R, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I you think about it outside of the that all the racial mm -hmm. slurs, plus yeah. there's an attempted rape scene, DUI, yeah. fighting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess I didn't really think about all that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In the version that you guys watched, did you see the scene where they lay down in the road? No, no. We don't if have you that. have just, that, I need to see. We that. just found out about this. And yeah, cause I, yeah, I, I watched the movie, saw that scene, thought, bloody hell. And then um, you read afterwards, and you know, so uh, you know, for those people that aren't aware, there's a quite a long scene where there's a dare, and uh, some of the guys on the team, one of the guys, they don't really dare them, but there's one guy goes out onto the road, and um, just li li literally lays down in the middle of the street, like a busy street, not like a, a it's not like a wide highway it's a busy sort of you know uh, main street L lays down in the highway and all these cars and trucks are going past him and 
then somebody else dares somebody else to do it and they all then end up laying down in the street in a, in a big long line, long line, which is pretty stupid um, for obvious reasons. But what happened was when the movie came out, um, some kids copied that scene and two people died. I mean, it was pretty horrific. There was some serious injuries and people died and then yeah. Disney pulled the movie, cut it, cut all those scenes out and then put it out again. And and I, so I'm reading on, on the wiki, wiki, wiki and it said that, you know, since that happened... Um, there's been no home movie release with that in, but I've got that release. Like, uh, because I've got like um, it was broadcast the Hong Kong on. Laser no, it was broadcast on MGM <laughs> HD, which is I think in various different oh. countries, and I don't know whether someone dropped the ball and transferred the wrong version. Um, but oh, yeah, M- maybe. MGM HD is probably not the biggest. It's not like watching it on HBO, and I guess the movie sort of faded a bit since '93 because it wasn't a big hit. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody forgot about it. But yeah, I saw the whole thing. It's like oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, that. So I guess that's cut out of the. You watched it on like uh, iTunes or something. We have it on DVD. Oh, you got the DVD, <laughs> right? Because it never came yeah. out on Blu-ray. It's only out on DVD. And actually, I went to the. <laughs> I went and had a look at because there's very little information out there. I went and looked at some of the Amazon reviews, mm-hmm. and most of the Amazon reviews are for the VHS version, because it took so long to come out on DVD. It's like, um, I think 2003 it came out on DVD. Yeah, it was like a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the really funny thing is, inside of this room which we are sitting, there is two copies of this movie, <laughs> because Jackie's like, don't forget to bring the program. And I told my brother, I'm like, hey man, let's watch the program tonight, because we got to do it for the podcast. And uh, he's like, okay. And he starts pulling it out. And so bo- both, both of us have a copy of uh, the program on hand. Well, that scene that was cut out, um, there is a really, really crappy version of it on YouTube. I think it's only a part of it because it was shown actually in the trailers. So somebody taped it off TV and then mm. had that. But maybe I'll post the post that scene because I've got like a you know a much better version. So yeah, we didn't even know it existed until I was mm. reading information about the movie. So yeah, but what about the part where he like just lays or stands in front of the train? Like, aren't people doing that? <laughs> Seems like that would also be a copycat kind of thing. Yeah. That's a cool, yeah. That's definitely a callback to that scene because it's the same guy who does the, yeah, does the craziness. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a good point. The actually, Abel Kane. I, I guess the reason is that uh, it's a lot harder to do because railways are maybe a bit more protected. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Whereas anyone can walk out into the street, can't they? I have a feeling they probably left that one in because they wouldn't be blamed for it because it's a fairly common trope where people <laughs> right. commit to commit suicide by driving their car onto the tracks for example right and so. in fact yes you could say you know the film company could argue oh they, they didn't copy the movie but if it's the only movie when that stupid scene happens then, yeah. then they're, they're going to get blamed and also the timing of it would have would have indicated that as well and also there yeah. weren't any copycats of the of this you know well as far as they know they weren't there weren't any copycats of standing in front of the train maybe they wouldn't know yeah right yeah, well, I, I kind of get the feeling even I, – I read about that scene online. I get the feeling they probably adopted that from something. Like, you know, it seems like kind of a, a random thing to just throw into the movie without a source yeah, material kind of. true events mm. or something. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Don't know, actually. Yeah, because most of this movie, I mean, there's a lot of cliches throughout it, but there there wasn't really much that struck me as, oh, this is – this is completely false. This is, this is, oh, this is obviously made up. Like, it's one huge cliche. This film is ridiculous. 
But I, one of my, one of the I mean the worst some of the worst parts the non sports things like the 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 sort of the you know the bad boy on the motorbike <laughs> and uh, picking up the you know the jock girl and then she beats him and I mean oh my goodness it's such a huge cliche isn't it? Yeah, it's cliched, but it's but it's it not totally happens like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think all the stuff that they cover in this movie is pretty much really happening in in big football programs like this. You know? Oh yeah. Mm, so yeah, yeah. But I think that's what Steve's saying. Like, it's yeah. You know, nothing is false. Like this would never happen or something. And, like this stuff does happen. Yeah, that was interesting actually, and particularly when you think when you look at those credits and you see that there were. You have to wonder actually whether or not the universities saw the entire script or the NCAA. I don't think they had NCAA official approval, but obviously they, um, the universities approved. Well, like if you shoot a scene, you know, normally you you would ask to see the entire script, but you may only want you may only see this the scene mm-hmm. the scenes that were shot mm-hmm. for that, you know, because obviously if they're in the locker room and that guy is shooting up, um, or in the bathroom and that guy is shooting up, they may not have seen that <laughs> known, known about that scene, mightn't they? Well. I mean, the the team that they cover in the movie is fictional. So, you know, it's not like they took a real team and they had to read the script and see if they wanted their school right. to be covered this way. I mean, nothing really all that bad happens with the other teams. They're just playing football on the field. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, th- this also came out at kind of a weird time where the, the NCAA was not as savvy about what was going on in the media products. Mm. Um, because for the most part, people... You mentioned the only other college football movie I'm aware of, Rudy, which mm-hmm. is Rudy, as you said, came out in the same year, same time span, and it is about 180 degrees away yeah. from the type of movie this is. And yeah. and even in this movie, the program is probably downplaying severely like how many players were on steroids mm-hmm. and how many people had substance abuse problems. Like we didn't if you want to Neil you may have seen this, and I imagine the Jovials have definitely seen this. The documentary on the 30 for 30 on the U, Miami University. Yep. yep. Which, oh, yes. I have not seen it yet. Oh. oh, it's it's good. And part two actually comes out in December, mm. where there was just wide widespread cocaine abuse. And right. I, I'm not sure if, if it's at this point or if when Michael Irvin was with Dallas, where he was having like cocaine and sex orgies with people. And yeah, the the thirty for thirty series is 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 excellent. I think it, the problem we've got is that you you know, I I I'm going to reference thirty for thirty later on. The problem is that you you if you see docs like that and then you go back and watch movies like this, they look a they look a bit sort of not underwritten, but they don't look as um as authentic because for that reason. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and, well, and, and also this is the this is the extreme college football movie though, because the other alternatives is shit like Rudy, where mm. well, it's not really shit but it's it's something that's aimed at kids like it's it's the mighty ducks but college football mm. so <laughs> like like in i i don't know it's it's just odd to me like this is this is right at the cusp where the ncaa clearly got really concerned with image after this and so you have this movie and the basketball version is blue chips with nick nolte <laughs> um and and Shaq and some other people, and then after that, you don't see these type of movies ever again. So. I think uh, like Hoop Dreams. Have you seen Hoop Dreams, Stephen? Oh yeah, that's that's an outstanding film. Yeah, I think Hoop Dreams are about that sort of time. Actually, um, that's a really good film if you, if you haven't seen that one. Which one's the one about Earl the Goat Manigoat? 
<laughs> what? Oh, that's that's a uh, that's another documentary. That's I think that came oh. out like I want to say that came out like three or four years ago, right? No, no, that came out a good bit ago. What's it? Sorry, what's it about? It's about a goat. No, no, it's about basketball. Oh, about the uh, the goat rebound, the, the greatest of all rebound. Time. 96 HBO television film. Is this yep. what you're talking about? Oh, I actually haven't seen that. Then I'm mixing it up with something else. Uh, Hoop Dreams was 94, so yeah, about the same time. Yeah, Hoop Hoop Dreams was really that that was a really great film, and it it was actually I think they were high school seniors going into college, mm -hmm. and it it covered yeah. a little bit of their college career. Like one of them ended up going to Marquette, but washing out because of a knee injury, and the other. Um, Ag went to a D two D three school, but that that was also another film that was partially critical of the NCAA, but right, especially also the kind of the high school feeder programs, the NCAA assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying, uh, you know, when you reflect back on when you look on on at this movie for this first time, twenty years too late, because I'm watching it kind of twenty years too late, and then you know, like the scenes where that one of the guys is having a conflict with his dad. I'm just, I just think of, you know, scenes like in Hoop Dreams and even in like that 30 for 30 with Len Bias. You remember that? You've seen that one? Uh, yes. Um, you, you, I just keep thinking of those and it's like, well, this looks ridiculous. But I think probably at the time it was, this movie would have been quite shocking, wouldn't it? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean... Or would have the, all those revelations about drugs, would they all be sort of public knowledge? You know, drugs in, in uh, college football? What do you think, uh, Jovials? I don't know. I didn't really follow it back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it was all happening. I don't think I, I, I think it was a lot more tight lipped then. Yeah, I don't think you would have got anything about that that time. really. Yeah. And I would say um, to, to make a generalization, uh, college football fans especially don't want to know how the sausage is made. Um, how the fudge is packed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, that that reminds me of that scene where uh, I mean, James Carney, so his character is so ineffectual in this film; it's ridiculous. Yeah. And there is that scene where he's he's almost literally looking the other way while that guy guy's you know shoving steroids up his ass. And uh, I just I, you know when you're saying fudge, the fudge is packed, I just thought of him. I imagined him being one of the guys who you know saw his assistant coach leading eleven year old boys into the shower, and going, "He's just helping them. He's just helping them get it clean. It's fine. We'll just look the other way. It's fine." Neil, I don't know what you're talking about. It's perfectly normal to put 35 pounds on over the summer if you hit the weights hard. Yeah, but I, I don't even think James Conn is... That's a realistic performance, judging what what we now know about Penn State and all these other college programs. Mm. The only thing unrealistic yeah. is the fact that he kept his job after not making a bowl game for two years. Mm. Like, because... Yeah. Well, th this movie did come out in the... The early 90s so there there are some historical anachronisms like if you compare that to football now like yes back then there were only a dozen bowl games whereas now every team that finishes over 500 goes to a bowl which is i forget what the actual count is 30 40 50 a year so like yeah he, everything he, has a bowl. yeah he would have went to the papa john's frozen pizza bowl <laughs> or something like that oh and also now i there, there are. They, they mentioned they mentioned ties at one point. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I, I don't really remember ties, but yes, there were ties in oh, college like the football. Tie game. 
It sounds yeah. like the lower leagues we have here. There's like a Sherpa Vans League, which is like, you know, <laughs> truck, tr- you know, sponsored by trucks. And people joke about there being a Tampax League. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, we don't have, it's funny, actually, you think about if from an outside, outsider's perspective, there are so many different levels and different, um, not leagues, but like you have, you have, you have people who support high school football, college football, and and the NFL. I'm guessing a lot of those people do it at the same time, don't they? Yeah. Like they'll have, they each have yeah. their own college football team. They'll have their own mm-hmm. NFL team, and then maybe their own high school team. And uh, mm-hmm. we we, we have. I was thinking, well, maybe we don't have the equivalent here, but we sort of do actually, because you you might have a local team who is down one of the very bottom end of the uh, league, um, like a fourth division team. But also you might support, say, Chelsea, who are, you know, Chelsea are on my, on my doorstep. So in theory, I should be a Chelsea supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah. you know, as well. Yeah, as a lot of people team. have multiple teams. But like like I was saying, like, we really just follow college football. We don't really follow mm-hmm. NFL pretty much at all. And we right. don't live in our hometown anymore, so we don't really follow high school either. But, yeah, a lot of people have their specific team at each each level of the sport. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But not only, not only that, the big thing that's come on – in the in the not too recent future is the uh, <laughs> the fantasy. Oh yeah. So everybody not only right. does everybody watch college football all day Saturday and pro all day Sunday, they and spend Monday. the rest of their week keeping up with their fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do any of that, John? Absolutely not. How about you, Stephen? You oh do. yeah, I know you do actually. Yeah, I. Have you, a I bet you do like. A, I bet you do at six, don't you? you? Do hockey and baseball and basketball and. Right? Uh, Kings, baby. Yeah, you know these guys. Um, no, I, I actually only have a, I have a two baseball teams, and I have this year I actually have like three football teams just because I got roped into some league. Um, but no, it's it's kind of weird how just sports have developed in the states versus um, you know the European countries where it's it's um, linked very heavily with you know academic institutions where. For for some reason, years ago, it it got set up where colleges colleges essentially function as a minor leagues for, you know, especially right. basketball and football, yeah. ba- baseball to a lesser extent. Right. Yeah. For soccer, you can you can get signed as a junior player. You could get signed at eight eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're not yeah, obviously insane. playing. You're not obviously playing for any teams, but you're you're being you get scouted at a very very young age. Mm-hmm. And you'll go into the junior, the you know the junior teams. Um, there are youth sides under twenty. There's under twenty one competitive matches. Um, and I'm, you know, my experience. I've I've worked with footballers, and my experience is that about zero point zero 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 one percent of them have been to university or college. Mm-hmm. You know, they go straight. Six, 16 years old, they'll be straight onto the um, reserve team, or if they're any good. Yeah. And there's plenty. There's plenty of um, players who are playing top flight flight football at seventeen. I think. Michael Owen was one of the youngest ones at the time. He was probably seventeen or eighteen when he played during a World Cup. You know, you know the, the highest level. He was uh, very, very young and scoring goals. So, which, which to be honest, to me, kind of makes more sense because the the movie it does because your career is very short. I mean, you know, you might get ten years and and be injured or or retire. You know, well below ten years. Yeah, and the movie is not incorrect in its portrayal of. Uh, as the NCAA calls them, student athletes. Where, mm-hmm. especially for football, this, you know, it's kind of a farce. Um, schools, most schools don't even let you major in. You know, to be honest, this is a, a Jalen Rose idea from Grantland. You know, athletes should just be able to major in football 
for example. Like, mm. you know, get get them training as coaches and athletic trainers as opposed to going through this farce of, yeah. oh, yeah, he's taking jocks, uh, rocks for jocks is what it was called at URI and a lot yeah. of other schools. <laughs> Syracuse as well. as And they should get the paid as well. And then, then you won't have any issues with, uh, you know, illegal legal contributions from boosters. You wouldn't have any problem with that. Just pay them. Mm-hmm. They make so much yeah, money but, from it, right? Yeah. But then what's the difference between the college sports and the professional sports? I mean, just you pay them more, I guess, but... Um, right. Well, at least pay them of, enough to, li- to live on and not have to... Uh... No, I was just going to say, they do pay them. I mean, they have a full ride, full room and board. They also right. get a stipend. Their food is paid for. I mean, they just want more because they think they're, <laughs> they they're going to have an NFL contract eventually, so they want to live that life now. Um, and that's right. that's sort of where the illegal stuff comes in and where they start doing stuff they shouldn't and taking contributions they shouldn't because they don't want to just be living a you know regular life they want to be living a superstar life like they feel like they should be that's my opinion did you see that um 30 for there was a 30 for 30 very recently i think about uh basketball players you see that one steven uh, and they would take in um it had to be a little uh, bit more specific which bad uh, do, you, do you mean the point shaving scandal Point shaving. It was Boston. I was trying. It wasn't Harvard. Boston U. B. U. Was it? Yeah, yeah. The about point shaving one, about yeah. how they were tied in with the mob. Um, that was pretty interesting. And and at that time, that was like what seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, something like that. And they were really complaining about not having any money. So, has it changed since then? Because they were complaining about not having any money in um in in uh, it, the program as well. It's changed. Or they just, or they're just greedy. It's it's changed a little bit since then. If if we're talking about um the the eighties you could not even work a job um, mm-hmm. if you were a quote-unquote student-athlete. Um, the same thing in the 90s. You know, famously, the, the Michigan Fab Five, they, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to, like, work at McDonald's. And, you know, if you're, if you're an athlete, you do get a per diem, but it's normally, you know, it's not enough for an athlete, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, yeah, yeah, for food and, you know, if you're on the road traveling, that kind of stuff. I, I think the case to watch is the um, Northwestern has a unionization case, um, mm-hmm. which they argue basically that that yes, they are getting scholarships, but it's they're essentially employees of the university. They yeah they they aren't allowed to take what classes they want to take. That's severely limited because of their schedule. Mm-hmm. They they're working far more than forty hours a week during the season, and oh, even yeah. during. Even during the off season, they're they're working more than mm. forty hours a week. So that's kind of their argument for. They aren't even arguing that they should get paid. They're arguing that they should be able to unionize and then negotiate with their university and the NCAA, which to to me kind of makes yeah. sense. And um, you know, if if they don't want to pay players, that's fine. But it's also as it stands currently, it's it's not even a four year scholarship at most places, except. I think one school does four-year scholarships. Um, it's a year-to-year scholarship that is reviewed, and yeah. you know, if, if you get hurt and you're not a great student, you're at the risk of being cut. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, mo- most schools won't like it. If you look at the injury that Alvin, I, I believe it was Alvin, suffered in in the movie where he yep, shattered. Yeah, well, yeah, most. Mo- <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Most schools won't. <laughs> Yeah, most schools won't cut a player like that just because the optics of it are horrible. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, 
but they're they're within their rights. They can decide not to renew the scholarship of a player like that. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that they lose that scholarship then if they're you know if they get to keep it not playing, then they mm-hmm. there's another spot they could have given to someone else. But they you know yeah. take take <laughs> yeah. a look at the number of scholarships given out by SEC schools. Mm-hmm. It is over twenty five percent higher than any other conference. Mm-hmm. How is that? Because it's it's just what SG is talking about. Mm-hmm. They they bring all the blue chips in, and by I mean, look at how many people you've heard me talk about, like really hyped recruits that don't end up doing anything. Because not yeah. every single time you're a hyped recruit does that actually translate to anything. And the difference is, you know, some of these guys are around for four years, and you just see them on the sidelines, and you're like, ah, when I read their recruiting, I thought they were going to be an all star. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times at the SEC, those guys have career ending injuries or no longer wish to play football you know what i mean yeah and school schools also do shady stuff all the time i I believe it's called warehousing or rostering where uh, alabama does bring in they will bring in like 50 freshmen every year and then if you if you can't play well tough shit i mean you're they're still going to renew your scholarship and keep you on the roster just because they don't want you going to another school yeah. Um. So I I don't know. It it's still to me. Yes, athletes have gotten concessions in recent years, but it's it's still heavily weighted toward schools far past the value of yes. You know what that athlete's making. Like I agree. But <laughs> so what's the, what's the solution then? Are you do hear about um some athletes being recruited out of high school? I think happens in basketball occasionally, doesn't it? Oh, straight to the mm-hmm. NFL. You're you're not you allowed. You're not allowed to do football. that in football. Why not? Oh, not in football. Okay, oh, but in basketball, right? Yes. Yeah. Basketball and baseball. Or actually, you know, did they change that recently? They might have changed it. I don't um, think so. Yeah the 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 bas- no the basketball age limit is now your your senior class. You have to be one year removed from it. Oh. So basically, if you're a college freshman, then you're eligible to then you can declare for the draft if you want. Um, hmm. and some people, some people have gotten around it. They'll go play in Europe for a year. Um, mm-hmm. except even the European teams don't really want much to do with it. Like they don't, they don't see the need to roster a player for a year if he's just going to go the, to the NBA. Yeah. Um, yeah, Neil, I think, I actually think the eventual end game is just that, um, the NCAA, I, you know, they have multiple lawsuits, you know, the, the, well, the Northwestern team wants to unionize, and the other, the other big chip that recently fell was um, Ed O'Bannon won his lawsuit. Um, the NCAA was forced to settle because they were going to lose a court case where they were licensing players for all of these video games yep. or like, right? Um, you know, college football 20, 2014. <laughs> yeah, and the, they were not paying players; they were just paying a lump sum to the universities who were. You know, they were saying, oh, this trickle, this trickles down when, you know, in actuality, it's kind of hard to prove mm-hmm. that. So. Well, that's nothing new. Uh, yeah, I remember the days when um, we had the first license we had was NHL. And then the second mm-hmm. license we had was NHLPA because the players are so important. They're more important than having the NHL license. And then obviously yeah. that will the following years, it was like NHL plus NHLPA and you just paid more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we, we never used to pay football players for their likenesses because it was just uh, soccer players because it's too nobody held those rights and so you'd have to literally go to every single player individually which mm-hmm. is not going to happen so um but um on that point about um the ncaa being um a bit lax about the reputa- representation of the sport in the media i do i do remember the i think it was maybe that was the reason we went from nhl to nhlpa was because the nhl went absolutely apeshit when they saw fighting in the first mm-hmm. game mm-hmm as if yeah. that doesn't happen. I mean, they, 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 the, the sports is they're so it's so ridiculous. You know, you can't have fighting in the game. It's like we well, can have fighting in the game because it's in the game. Yeah, so, it's uh, in the game. I don't think they're very really happy about it. Right? EA Sports. <laughs> that may have been the reason why we went NHLPA because they're like, yeah, fine, you can have fighting because they they only represent the players, they don't represent the uh, yeah. the league. So, but it's uh, it's unrealistic not to have <laughs> not right. to have uh, you know yeah not to have the real things that happen. And famously doesn't, I, I think 93 has fighting, but 94 doesn't, I believe, as a result. Something like that, yeah. I remember, I remember it going in and out, and I, I think I think 93 was an HLPA, I think. Mm. I can't remember. Um, uh, and there are a couple of funny bits, like in Madden, the first couple of Maddens, they, uh, I don't know if it was a bug. I don't think it was a bug, but like when a player got injured, the, an ambulance would come on the pitch and sometimes the ambulance would run over a couple of other players <laughs> and uh, there's sort of things you get away with at the time and I don't think they, anyone would approve that nowadays <laughs> yeah I, I think that was kind of more in the programming limitation scope of things no it wasn't because there was there, <laughs> it was programmed so that when the players got run over they would be they would be thrown out of the way so it was properly it was probably <laughs> it was probably done <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I want to say that Latimer guy was freaking gigantic and scary. <laughs> and I like how at the end when he like paints his face, like, what are we supposed to think? He put that paint on his, that makeup <laughs> on his face? Because that was like a super professional, like, blendedly beautiful, awesome job. And I thought that was hilarious. He went down to some... He went down to the the fair yeah. and they were painting children's faces, and he just he just stood in line and, and then he was just touching it up before the game there when they showed him in the mirror. I feel like that's blatant <laughs> sexism on your part. Maybe some dudes can do good makeup. I mean, he did have pretty nice hair too. It was pretty there you go luxurious and flowing. But <laughs> yeah, he was on the subject of hair. That guy with the uh, um, that guy with the shelf hair will crack me up. You see that? Remember that guy? The shelf hair. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm gonna send you a link there's, to the show. There's, there's a lot. A little, uh... There's a lot of hair oh, to discuss is. in this. In mm-hmm. Halle Berry's scrunchies. We haven't talked enough football though. Let's not talk. About hair. We've talked about football this whole time. Come on. <laughs> We've had 45 minutes of football. Okay. I sent you a link. That's the guy with the shelf hair. Oh, the shelf. <laughs> oh, so Bud Light. Co- Bud Light Kaminsky. <laughs> what did we call it? We had a funny name. <laughs> Your brother said that it looked like. Yeah. Well, it looks like a yeah. shelf. It's him and him, the other guy with the swoopy hair as well. He's the got hair like swoopy hair going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Game. Um, yeah. There, there are a lot of hair issues. Yeah. Joe, Joe Kane is balding. Yes. Like, he looks so old. How old is that guy for real? Yeah, he really. Which one is Joe Kane? Co- the Which quarterback. Is, Joe Kane? is he the guy on the motorbike? Star quarterback. Yeah, with the, with the motorbike. Yes. Yeah. He was 30, he was, I actually looked up all the ages of the people in the movie and most of them are actually fairly realistic. Like um, Dr. House's friend (laughs) is about 20 when he did the movie. So, or 19 or 20. Omar Epps. Uh, Omar Epps, yeah, I call him uh, Dr. House's friend. Uh, Dr. Foreman. Um, He 
but yeah, the quarterback guy was um, 33. <laughs> I know. I oh, keep saying it, he looks so it cool. shows. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why why was he cast in this? He was I I didn't really you know I thought he was okay, but it seems like uh, they could have used a, a more age appropriate actor for this. Yeah. Because the receding yeah, hairline Joey... was it was bad. Joey Lauren Adams was like 27 or something as well. I think she was the second oldest. They were pretty, they were, most of them were pretty good. Though. Most of them sort of around 20, fairly realistic. I know. We, we got the, um, we got the pretty Christy Swanson in this movie. Oh yeah. Buffy. Wow. Gorgeous. She was pretty hot. Wow. I think she looks better with um, the brunette hair. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think, I think she looks better in this movie than she does in Buffy. Yeah, definitely. I like her yeah. better coming off the tennis court in like the Black second to last bra. scene, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. That was amazing, yeah, wasn't for it? Sure. I did not like it wow. when she wore that weird sweatshirt that was like cropped and she was like working out. I'm like, no one would wear that <laughs> short sleeve sweatshirt. It's a ventilation thing. But um, yeah, yeah, she looked good in that other scene. <laughs> I got. Yeah. I've only got one more. I've only got one more picture to show you. It's actually a sequence of pictures, but um, see if you notice what I noticed in this little sequence. Here we go. Oh, the buttocks. <laughs> That's funny. It's a bit huge. The huge pillion passenger upskirt there. <laughs> I will say, if we're if we're going to talk about poor wardrobe and yes, poor let's. wardrobe <laughs> crimes. We we really have to talk about Halle Berry. Oh, oh that poor girl. My God. Jackie never even mentioned it throughout the movie. It was really weird. <laughs> no, I was like, oh my God, what uh, is she thinking? I mean, this it's hard to make Halle Berry look like bad, but I don't know what they were I don't know what they were they doing. <laughs> that first outfit was horrific, wasn't it? And I was oh trying, I couldn't figure that out. I was like, is this a deliberate thing to make her look sort of frumpy? I don't think so. I think she was supposed to be hot. Well, she's supposed to be nice to the uh, incoming um, incoming player, wasn't she? So that was the right. impression, wasn't it? I, I think I think they they didn't want her to look ghetto. They didn't want her to look like like a mm -hmm. just some whore mm -hmm. um, that was there to be eye candy for the football players. But they went way too far in the other direction, where in most scenes she is wearing like a sports coat and slacks. Yeah, what college student wears that? <laughs> that first coat she wore was it just looked horrible. And then she took that off and she just had the slacks on and didn't look too bad then. Mm -hmm. 493, that wasn't too bad. She looked okay, but um, it just did not work at all that out. I don't understand why people ever wore jeans like that. Like with the, the like jeans. the the four inch wide waist and the forty inch wide ass. <laughs> 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 Jackie, are you have you do you own a pair uh, like that? No. Can't say I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I also did not have a blazer with um with shoulder pads in it. Do you, but if you had a blazer with shoulder pads, would you wear a turtleneck? Actually, turtle I neck do. I'm it? lying. Oh, the turtleneck. Oh, that was better. I forgot about that part too. Yeah. That was lovely. I mean, I didn't notice what she was, was wearing. <laughs> it was a confusing time because if you weren't dressing like that, you were grunge. It's true. You were. Oh, my favorite outfit was was Halle Belly's um, boyfriend's sweater at that party. You see oh that thing? God. Jesus Christ! That, that was horrendous. That was like from the eighties. That thing. Well, it wasn't yeah, pretty much. He wanted to be a doctor, so he was just emulating Bill Cosby. Little did he know that Omar Epps was going to be the doctor. Oh, <laughs> oh, good point. 
<laughs> and, and by Jackie the way, with the topical boom boom. Yeah, and and speaking of Omar Epps, I I was kind of curious how he keeps getting these sports roles because in his background there's nothing about being an athlete, which is he he looks like he's an athlete, but mm-hmm. he went he went to like an art school, like a dramatic high school, and he's also he's only five ten, five ten and a half, depending on where you look. So. Well, he's a tailback. I mean, well, the uh, the other thing is most of your ath like w- recruits coming out of high school, they'll get recruited for a specific position. But you have guys like him who are just recru- recruited as athletes, meaning mm-hmm. essentially they could kind of play anywhere. And a lot of those guys have similar stature to him, like mm-hmm. five foot, five foot ten to six foot skinny. I mean, sh- some of them are five seven, five eight. Oh yeah, but but it's not just this. He he also he was. He was literally Wesley Snipes' fill-in for Major League Two, where he was playing a center fielder, Willie Mays Hayes, too. Um, oh, he, yeah. He was also in Love and Basketball, and I believe he was... He, he kind of got typecast as a <laughs> in all of these sports movies for a little bit. Like, literally, if it was, oh, if we can't afford Wesley Snipes, let's see if Omar Epps is available. So... I mean, that's not a bad position to be in. And to be honest, his skill set, like, he's good, not particularly great. I, I wouldn't I, mind being uh, poor man Wesley Snipes, you know? <laughs> I really liked Omar Epps in this. I thought he was great and um, believable, and I thought he was a good character. Oh, definitely. He he was definitely one of the uh, better, more sympathetic characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, well, not that there's many other, other choices. Um, I, I do think they did more with the, the Joe, Joe Kane like, storyline than they could have. They could have just mailed it in and you know, had his dad there for the final game, for example. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. That it, he just didn't show up. I mean, that was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was true to his character, I suppose. But he sort of thought that he would and that they'd make it kind of a happier ending or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that exactly. Was surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was surprising. Like, you know, um, and the, the other people like <laughs> Latimer is just a complete freak show you you mentioned um how how goddamn big he is and it's it's never more accentuated than during during the aborted rape scene neil we're talking neil, stop it we're talking about the <laughs> oh sorry did, did you hear that oh yes. sorry sorry please please continue please continue by the way just so that you know when we're talking football there's just show tunes going on in his head (laughs) (laughs) well funnily enough i did watch a um a particularly gay movie today actually Uh, sorry carry on chat did you see a gay musical pretty much yeah pretty much but it's not as gay as i thought it would be anyway carry on and i was just going to mention the tender love scene that latimer had where (laughs) like he he is so goddamn big that that Girl, he was, oh, looked God, like yes, a that midget. Was horrific. Like she, yeah, oh, she looks like a yeah. Yeah, and it, it did look like they cast her for that, didn't they? They cast her to look particularly tiny. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird to me. the The feelings it invoked in me were just watching him and kiss that girl was as uncomfortable as the the rape scene that was to follow. I was you like, know, oh, what is that's... he doing? Who is this midget he has on his lap? Yeah, she looks like a little girl. Yeah, it was. I agree. That was kind of. You saw where that was going pretty much right away. Um, cause yeah, they were. Because he was weird. five times bigger than her. Yes. Yeah. This this will shock you guys, but 
he went on to play like Leatherface in movies and like <laughs> monsters and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's not shocking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He played a he played a Nazi biker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got 39 credits. Something tells me he really was on the steroids. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, I thought the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, because if you look, uh, what was I watching? Um, oh, I was watching uh, Epic Mill uh, Empire. Uh, no, was it that? I can't remember. But I, there was a there was a shot somewhere of whether it was football players or bodybuilders, and you saw what um, how far natural bodybuilding can go or how far he can go. And I think it, that looks a bit further than you can go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. But, well, and everyone, so, everyone kind of, you know, when they when they build up, they can look, you know, kind of muscular. But yeah, this the veiny, sinewy stuff just look. He mm-hmm. looked obvious, obvious steroid, like a freak. Um. So when people do steroids, do they really have crazy eyes that you can tell just by looking in their eyes, like the coach did at the end? <laughs> <laughs> oh i, I do uh, think no comment okay <laughs> I, I i don't have any firsthand experience obviously but <laughs> I, I do think you can think your eyes can get dilated and that kind of stuff but there was that guy who wrote a book about um steroid use uh he was he was pro steroid use and he sees i think he was saying that roid rage doesn't exist but i don't know whether that's true or not hmm I think it's I think the roid rage is a bit of a stereotype but it does it does make you more emotionally unstable and it's a drug you know people mm-hmm. you know dr- drug addicts have wild mood swings when they right. drugs are bad okay <laughs> yeah so I you know it's kind of hard to separate that like and also just the fact that it's athletes doing this so athletes are more aggressive anyway um yeah, more testosterone and testosterone mm-hmm. in general. <laughs> um, I was gonna say how creepy the guy was that like was taking the urine out of him and replacing it. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that was actually doing it was like weird and creepy guy. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. However, if you're gonna have someone tap into your <laughs> urine and put some new urine in there, I don't know if the list of, of upstanding <laughs> citizens able to do such a thing uh exists. Yeah. 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 It's true. But he was just super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I he think, was he was half stoner, half creeper. <laughs> well, he I, I think he was probably meant to be his dealer. I wonder if that was something that was left on the cutting room floor. Uh, yeah. Um, probably, okay. probably. I kind of wondered, yeah, where do you find someone to do that? <laughs> like, is yeah. he a medical student at this college or what? <laughs> oh, I, I definitely got the feeling that that was probably where he got his drugs from. And also, if you're buying, if you're buying steroids from guys, normally athletes, yes, that... That was not, you know, that was not hyped up. You can also buy clean urine and mm-hmm. all that kind of shady stuff to pass piss test. Yeah. Um, like to to me, the only there were kind of two unrealistic parts. Well, there were there were quite a few unrealistic parts, but if they made this movie now, there were two parts that they kind of left out that they would probably include. One was that guy would Latimer would also probably be buying tons of painkillers. Um, yeah, and and be hooked on oxycodone as well, um, just because most football linemen are now. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, um, Joe Kane clearly gets a concussion. I think. It, yes. I think it, I think it is in <laughs> yep. the Michigan game. Um, and the movie it is. ironic. Hmm. 
Yeah, and the movie just kind of glosses over that and just goes to him skipping the press conference and being in the shower, you know, trying to get his head straight after he also throws an incomplete pass or to, to end that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is back when they would just say, you know, you need to knock cobwebs off or <laughs> shake it off. Put, rub oh, some yeah, on it, yeah. Rub some dirt know? on it, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a different time. Yeah, you think maybe that they didn't really notice. One thing I did notice, I, I, did, I did enjoy a lot of the um, sort of, um, practice scenes and the uh, the actual game scenes are actually quite well, well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. But in the practice scenes in particular, uh, and also when they're going a bit loopy on, in the games, they they are launching themselves at, at each other with tremendous force. And the, and the concussion thing was one thing I thought of was mm-hmm. that helmet doesn't stop you getting a concussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just stops your head from getting broken, your Cracking skull from up. getting fractured. It doesn't really. The, the force is still, you know, it's basic physics. The force is still going to be yep. exerted on your um, on your brain, mm-hmm. on your spinal cord, and all the other places where it gets exerted. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty It's weird to look at that now. Yeah. And really, the equipment, I don't think, has much changed much since then, has it? I mean, obviously, they're, um, it's been upgraded, but they're still wearing the same pads and the same helmets, yeah. aren't they? Well, but, but they are a little bit better because, you know, there's always scientific, uh, things like, for instance, the ways they they the way they build cars with the crumple zones and things like mm-hmm. that. I want to mm. say they've built the helmets with more give. But the other thing, right. like you said, it's basic physics. So yeah. uh, they have, I want to say, a version of accelerometers or right. something similar inside the helmets to at least alert you to e that was pretty bad. Because mm-hmm. um, if the helmet went through it, then pretty much it's a guarantee the brain did too. Because same, same. Um, yeah. So you could put like shock stickers on there. I'm not. I'm serious. Like you know those shock stickers they use on on like if some, you get a ship to TV. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm nearly positive they have those, and they're yeah. electronic. Mm. Hmm. I, I was also thinking, and it, you know, this is not realistic to do it in the same way. But I was thinking about the hands device. You familiar with that? With the the, the uh, F1 drivers use? No. Um, no. And I think it might have been developed. I don't know if it's developed for NASCAR. I don't know whether it's developed. I don't know. Anyway, it's basically um, it's a retention device for the helmet, so that your your head can't go back too far in a collision, something like that, or or it prevents whiplash. But basically, it stops the um, your uh, skull from moving too much during a collision, um, which saves people's lives. So uh, I don't know if that. I mean, obviously in football you're going to be wanting to move your, but even in even in F1 you're going to be wanting to move your head as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's uh, yeah. something they could uh, well, look at. There's a lot of people that think that the football players are too seemingly protected and they feel like too secure with those big helmets and the big pads that they mm-hmm. just run into each other head first. Yeah. And if they minimized it back to where how it used to be with just the, like the leather helmets, <laughs> that uh, there would be less injury. Exactly. Like in rugby, you have nothing. Yep, There's exactly. nothing. And um, you don't really hear of the same kind of... Mm-hmm. They'll get a concussion, but you don't hear of the same kind of issues sort of later on in life in, in rugby. Um, because if you get hit really hard, you're going off the field. Yeah. You know, at the very least, you'll be bleeding and need to be patched up. So. Right. Yeah. So it's like a false sense of security that they have with these right. yeah. giant helmets. And speaking, speaking of the game stuff, mm-hmm. how awesome was that first scene? Like, which, which, which uh, you know, what red-blooded American would not want to <laughs> play in that scene what where you, scene? you put your fist down in the water, there's one play left to either <laughs> win or lose the game? Like, that's got to get you excited. Um, I also always love the the part where um, Omar Epps, oh, what's his name in the movie? I forget. Darnell, Darnell <laughs> Jefferson. Darnell. Yep. 
Um, yeah, he so he fumbles like at the first practice. Um, and you know, he so the coach is he has like, to carry the football. you need to carry this football all week. And if anyone else brings it back to me, you are gonna wish you were never born or whatever he says. But I always thought that was funny how he has to carry it through class, and then someone knocks it out of his hand in class, and then they're like fumbling over each other to get it. That made Jackie want to be a tailback. I always thought it was funny. <laughs> yes, well, running backs are my fa- that's my favorite position in football, so. I always had a soft spot for the running back, tailback, fullback. Now, did did that actually happen at your high school? Because in my high school, yes, someone it, you oh, couldn't really? you couldn't do it during class, but yes, one of the running backs did have to carry a football like between <laughs> classes underneath his arm. No, not in my school. And, and we like, had a terrible football team. Maybe that's why. <laughs> well, we we weren't especially we weren't especially good either. My high school played division. Division two, division three, division four in Rhode Island. The the best is division one. Um, and even like Rhode Island, like maybe three or four kids the entire state will play college football. So it's it's pretty low scale stuff here. Um mm-hmm. but even even at that level you you still had stuff like that, people yeah. carrying that. Um Oh, and you mentioned I just the always pra- liked it. Yeah, you mentioned the uh Neil, you mentioned the practice scenes being cool. Um you know, that actually, I only played one year of Pop Warner football. I don't know if, if John ever played, but that that struck me as being pretty realistic of the intensity of the practices. <laughs> even, mm-hmm. even like, I was, like, 12 or 13, and, you know, that shit was intense. So, like, they would, you would run until you threw up. So. That's how you know you're working hard. That's true. Yep. yep. Knows how you're doing it. Did you play Pop Warner football? I played football in sixth grade for like a couple weeks, and then uh, they made me the third string left guard, and I was the fastest guy on the team. And that's when I realized that the whole like coach's son thing was legit. Like, and that cross country was in your future. Well, <laughs> so they put me at third string left guard, and oh by the way, in sixth grade I could beat the varsity cross country team uh, in a five k. So I just kind of figured, little. like, do I need to keep fighting it? You know. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was the second string tight end, um, and fo- oh, football was just so brutally not fun. And I I feel I do feel like it's very much if you don't have that family pressure on you to play, um, then you probably won't like, um, especially unless well, you're one Ace Corolla. Well, yeah. Well, here's the I love <laughs> football. Great. Like, if I would have got a chance to play, I I absolutely would have. I love hitting people. I love running fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just, I, I would have been all over that, but I'm also not wasting half my damn high school career mm-hmm. to ride a bench. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And well, I would say the games were fun. Um, practice was just brutal. Like even, even pop Warner, we practiced, I want to say like three to five times a week. Um, are, so are, are you one of the ones that like, the running the mile was the hardest thing you were ever asked to do. You're so sweet. Uh, no, like I, I could run a mile. The thing, I, I'm not joking. They would. I'm, li- no, I'm not. I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to poke fun. I know a lot of people that are like, football was the worst thing in my life. Like we were bad, and they ran us run a. They made us run a mile. It was horrible. And I'm like, okay, the cross country team does six of those a day. Yeah. No, I, I definitely don't really like running but i'm not I, i'm not being uh facetious when i say that at the pop warner 
at the Pop Warner team in my area, they would literally make you run until you threw up. Like they wanted to see you do it. That kind of deal. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, some day. Do they think the water was bad? And uh, yes, yes. Some days, <laughs> some days you would not get water breaks because they wanted to tough me up. And it's like, yeah, looking back at. <laughs> Five, yeah, and years after the fact, pretty much most of those people are now gone from that from that organization because they realized, hey, these these fuckers are barbaric. Like, um, yeah, I think you just had a sadist. <laughs> yeah, which which frankly was not, you know, kind of not uncommon and is still kind of common nowadays. Where I don't know if you heard about the New Jersey high school where they. <laughs> Where they they canceled the football season because the upperclassmen were hold allegedly holding kids down and and anally fingering them. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as, that story came out like today, yesterday, yeah. didn't it, Steve? Ah, I didn't read the whole story. I knew it was something about sex, sexual violation or so. I didn't read the whole story. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, that, that's a story. So they've graduated from teabagging, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, apparently, that's they terrible. Uh, allegedly they they were doing that as well. But <laughs> so they shut what they shut the football program down. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and even even with those stories coming out, there there are some parents who want to sue because they're because they're costing their children scholarship opportunities, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh. yeah, it does seem a bit odd because you're not actually so, you've not actually done anything to solve the harm that was done to the students who were violated by shutting the program down. You just you just you're just um you know you're just hurting the chances of the people who might be in that program. So why not just fire all the people? Who, I don't know they can't fire them because they were in on the team, weren't they? Oh well, anyway, no, because I whatever. I think my argument would be, oh, that's fine. If if you want to play, tell us tell us who was responsible then, and we'll yeah we'll kick those twenty kids off the team, right? Um, and also I I think there's probably the argument that this program clearly has such systemic issues that we we can't salvage anything here. We need to start fresh. So. Hmm. Well, Stephen, do you want to? Uh, do you have any notes about the movie you want to talk about? Um, I think you know we mostly covered most of my issues with the the film. Mm-hmm. You know, just some of the reality check things were the fact that you know he would have been fired nowadays if he hadn't made two uh, two straight bowl games. The only one of the only other unrealistic things was um, at one point the quarterback goes on a recruiting visit to to recruit Jefferson. Um, I don't. I don't think that's allowed nowadays. Um, mm. You can have the mm. Jefferson could have come to campus to to see the coach and talk to the guys on the team, but it's considered like a benefit to to bring the you can't bring the kid with you on a recruiting trip to to go talk to Jefferson about how he fits into the offense. Um, Christy Swanson looks great in this movie. She looks mm-hmm. very good. Um, oh, by far though the most stupid scene in the movie to me was his entire initial courtship of her basically consists of just insulting her at various points um yeah he's nagging her big time yeah do you hurt your knee falling out of your uh, convertible yeah are you firming up or are you firming up and she's got like a giant goddamn knee brace on and she's doing knee exercises and it's like what (laughs) no what what the fuck do you think she's doing (laughs) Yeah, the the Joe Kane guide to romance. Insult lady repeatedly to impress her, 
then take on a terrifying motorcycle ride. Yeah. What, yeah, but what's how, wrong with her that she finds him attractive and like wants to go out with him? There, he has no he's redeeming a bad qualities. Boy. How he's hard? a bad boy, Jackie. How dare That's you? what I mean. She must have had something wrong. <laughs> Who hurt her? Okay. That's what I'm <laughs> Funny story. So, <laughs> so your uh, your fiance and eventual husband. What si- what type of motorcycle did he have when you started dating? You did not drive me off the side of a cliff practically like he did. Well, <laughs> not not really. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it all falls into place. And also, <laughs> it, it was weird. She said no cowboy stuff. Um, she was wearing cowboy boots in that scene though. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. So, you know, maybe she was sending a mixed message. Maybe she deserved it being taken. The nineties <laughs> the nineties was the decade of mis message mixed messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and the only other the only other football aspect I had a problem was um James Kahn is a very he's far too conservative of a coach. I mean, from the opening scenes it was clear Jefferson should have been the starting running back. Right. Yeah. You know, from the practice scenes. Yeah, his first action in his first game was in the fourth quarter when they're up 28 to 20. Like, (laughs) you know, nowadays, you know, if you're going to play, you play throughout the game. Like, you know, you'll you'll split series or, you know, he would have been a third down back. His his debut action would not have been in in the fourth corner, fourth quarter with a one touchdown lead. I didn't realize that was like, wait, that was like the last game that he played because then they ruined his red shirt. Here's the thing, though. True freshman running backs almost never play. I mean, like, Why that's very Why did they put him in at rare. all, though? Did someone get huh? hurt? Why did he get put in at all? Uh, they just wanted to get him some experience. Now, that, that was the other slightly unbelievable the thing. Game. Like, your fifth-year senior running back is obviously not good at all. Mm-hmm. All of the backups washed out, and your only guy is a five foot ten skinny freshman Yeah, at a program this big that's, like, having... A Heisman front runner and things like that. Huh? Darnell Jefferson is a true freshman. I know, but if they played him, which they did, then he loses his redshirt for the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless he can So you him. are a true freshman your freshman year of college. You are a redshirt freshman if you sit out a redshirt year and play your second yet? year, which is called your redshirt year. A redshirt <laughs> freshman is in their second year. Well, he no, he in his first year and he had, had not played until that game, right? No, no, Jackie. Yeah. The, it is the first game of the season that he gets in. Um, oh, okay. But I, but he doesn't he doesn't get in until the fourth quarter, which is odd. Oh, I thought you were. The saying other thing the is, if you're burning game, a red shirt, you have to, to have been red shirted, which clearly was not. They they never if he planned hadn't on played yet, though. What? I thought you were, never. Yeah. Mind. Okay, moving on. Moving on. I yeah. Forgot. Neil, do you do you know the red shirt? Yeah. Neil Neil's Neil's busy singing show about. tunes in his head. <laughs> I've been on the phone to, on the other line to Huel. <laughs> oh, even even Huel likes college football. No, but he's snoring. That was, like that was a callback. Huh? Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of looking looking forward to seeing this movie, but I wasn't. I didn't love it. I've got to be honest. Um, and after I saw it, I I I I saw that it was directed by. David Ward, I think he also wrote it, and uh, he did Major League, which is one of my favourite movies, sports movies. I love Major mm. League; it's hilarious. Um, and uh, so I was slightly disappointed because of that. Um, there's not really a lot of humour in this, uh, but the main problem I have with the program is that the the, the lack of 
um, following the season. Do you know what I mean? They didn't seem to be any emphasis on... Um, they, you know, you, they showed you a few games, but it's like, what what is the what is the outcome of this game worth in terms of the season? How is this going to help the team? And it was seemed to be more about the individuals than about... It was um, only like parts of four of games. Team. Yeah. Yeah, right. they didn't show the whole season. Yeah, it was very minimalist, yeah. And Neil, probably, it probably hurts that you don't have a kind of a historical knowledge of this because mm -hmm. um, basically in college football, if you lose a game, you're, you're out of the national title. Right. Oh, is that yeah. right? Oh, it's there are not out. very oh, many games. So. Yeah, so so uh, one. Okay. Yeah, normally, depending on your conference schedule, you get between nine and twelve games. Oh, um, uh, so it's sort of the opposite of something like major league, where you've got a ridiculously long season and you exactly. can just see everything. Yeah, yeah. That's why football's better. <laughs> yeah. So for college football, once you lose a game, you're out of the national title race, and to be to be bowl eligible, you have to be over five hundred. Um, Although at the, at the time this movie came out, um, you, you probably had to win more like three quarters of your game to go to a, a good bowl. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, we when I was working at EA, we had uh, we launched um, our video game range with uh, three titles: Populous Budokan and Madden. And Populous and Budokan were rubbish, and Madden was superb. So we sold a lot of Madden in Europe. Mm -hmm. simply because there weren't very many uh, decent sports games around and actually it was one of the best computer video games full stop at the time mm -hmm. fast forward to a few few years later we were shipping every sports title we could obviously at that time FIFA had come out mm -hmm. and along comes Bill Walsh College Football right those words meant nothing to anybody we had no idea what any of that meant and Madden <laughs> had become a franchise throughout Europe simply because it was a really really good game um I remember talking to the producer and kind of explaining that we weren't going to ship Bill Walsh college football because nobody knew what these words meant. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was not happy at all. And it's like, this is the only, I think it was the only title we never shipped um, <clears throat> because it just didn't make any sense. We, did, we even did a, I think we did, we did a Mario Andr Andretti game, which was, I think, all US, uh, all US based. Um, what's that league? IndyCar, I guess it was at the time. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but Bill Walsh. NASCAR is the uh, the US based one. It is, but it was this wasn't NASCAR. This was something else. We actually shipped a NASCAR game as well. But um, no, the, the college football thing doesn't mean anything here. Um, um, NFL does okay. It's just in only very specific territories. So uh, mm. college football doesn't mean anything. that's why I don't know anything about the uh, the sport. But there you go. Uh, but I think you can enjoy sports movies on a different level it doesn't have to always be about uh, you know uh, being a fan of the sports uh, like i said i love major league and a lot of the sports movies i like are baseball i think for some reason it lends itself quite well to uh, to sports movies probably better than any other mm -hmm. uh, any other kind of sport uh there's not very very many good soccer movies for example so um yeah bend it like beckham <laughs> uh, that's really about girls isn't it i, I mean know. it's not really it's not really about football <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, it's about soccer, not football. God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have um, EA Sports' rugby for Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Ninety-five. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if it has a year. I got it. I got it for fifty cents, and and <laughs> and I got it for fifty cents new in the box. 
<laughs> so that one was uh, not a big hit. That one, I think I was there at the time. I was there at the time when they shipped the first one. And uh, rugby's just not very big in Europe. Even in Europe, you know, you've got uh, UK, France, Italy, and that's about it. I don't think anyone else plays. Uh, like in the Rugby World Cup, you have like Tonga playing and, you know, ridiculous places like that. Um, and there's like seven teams playing. It's ridiculous. But um, we the, the first Rugby World Cup game we did was um, uh, based around the South African Rugby World Cup in South Africa, which I think was 95. No, it wouldn't be 95. Anyway, whatever year it was. And we ran a competition on the box where you could win a trip to the Rugby World Cup in South Africa, which is kind of a big deal, you know, with a proper sort of, you know, slap-up trip and going halfway around the world and what have you. Um, and I think you didn't have to buy the product to enter, but most of the people did. Um, and we had one entry to the competition. Oh, no. <laughs> and they won. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, not not the biggest title, that one. One scene that kind of made me a bit ill was when they were spitting each other in each other's mouths. Oh, like a yeah. common practice. I forgot to mention that. That's disgusting. What the fuck is going on there? Mm. I just, it's not very sanitary, man. <laughs> That's how diseases are spread. It's more sanitary than Blood Brothers. That's true. Do they do that, though? I don't know if they do that. I think those guys are roid raging, too, or something. <laughs> it's a teamwork thing, sweetie. If we're being honest, the, the most unrealistic part of this movie is the fact that they only showed one steroid abuser in that locker yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked a bit about um, uh, the, the games, although there were only a few games being shown, they looked pretty good. Um, those were shot pretty flat and kind of boring, unlike something like every, Any Given Sunday, which is very much more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I did like was the first person inside the helmet view. That was very, that was very good. The POV shots. Oh, I agree. Oh, I didn't like those. Really? But, yeah. I don't know. Mm. They seemed out of place when they happened. Okay. I, I, I kind of liked how this movie was shot <laughs> versus any given Sunday and some of the other movies where they kind of gloss over the sports stuff. It felt it felt a little grittier to me. I felt like my brain was getting scrambled. Okay. Should we wrap up that section? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, let's move on to any movies we've seen recently. How about you, Jovials? Have you seen any movies recently? Uh, I watched Expendables 2 for the 800th time. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which was great. (laughs) I wasn't a big fan of that one, to be honest. Although they had had a shitload of uh, cameos and minor parts for all the action stars, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was... You knew... If you knew what you were getting into with that movie, it was great. Like, I wanted a movie where they were going to shoot things and things were going to blow up and there would be some cheesy lines and kind of boom, got a boom, but boom. I got all three things. Yeah, you sure did. Have you seen there's like a uh, a low-budget female version of The Expendables that's just come out? Have you seen that? No, but I no. want to now. It's got like Brigitte Nielsen in it. Basically, Cynthia uh, Rock Rock. You remember her? No. She was like a female martial art, female version of uh, Chuck Norris, I think. For a I wonder if it has Xena Warrior Princess. Let me look up the cast one second. Boop, 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 boop. So while while you do that, I I saw a bunch of Netflix stuff recently. So I, I saw mm-hmm. that I saw. Um, that you forget the titles. <laughs> Mikhail's Navy. Yeah, I don't ever remember the titles of anything. I saw Mikhail's Navy, which still funny. Um, I I'm with you. I like I kind of like Mikhail's Navy. 
Who was in that one? That was like a, a, a latter-day version of the... Oh, God, Jesus it was, Christ. It was a complete, uh, it was a complete mockery of <laughs> oh my God. seriousness, yeah. which was great. It's it's not it's it's clearly not a good movie, but it's kind of I I like it for sentimental reasons. It has a uh, Phil Hartman in it too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. Yep. It's it's like one of those low calorie movies. Like just put it on in the background. Oh, this is kind of amusing. Yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty good. Um, let's see what else I watched. Uh, I was just going to say about this. Uh... So this this female Expendables is called Mercenaries, which sounds pretty close to Expendables. Uh, let's see who's in it. Uh, full cast. Here we go. Oh, Zoe Bell, of course, the stunt woman. Oh yeah. Oh, Christ- <laughs> Christina Loken, who was you remember she was in Terminator Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivica Fox, she was in uh, Kill Bill, I think. Oh. Uh, Bridget Nielsen, Cynthia Rod Rod uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, Nicole Bilderback. I don't know who that is. She looks Asian. So it looks, she looks very much like a female. Uh, I think it got like three point six on IMDb. That's not very good. Oh no, three point seven. It's got it's gone up. A, it's gone up a bit. Three point seven. I uh, I also watched the substitute. <laughs> is that the one with um that guy off that thing? That Who's is correct. That it is the one with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man Who's in it. That one? Who is that? Yeah, there, there's uh, uh, let's see, Tom Berenger's the main guy. Oh, uh, okay. So, oh yeah, Mark Anthony, isn't it? Yep, Tom Berenger, Mark Anthony. Uh, so that's a substitute. I I saw for I went against type and watched an old movie, The Presidio. Hmm. That has uh, Le- Leroy Jethro Gibbs in it. So I figured Shonery, Shonery and uh, I, I Shonery and uh, Connery and Harmon. How can you? Shonery Connery. Seanery Connery, yeah. Oh, hang on. What's the procedure about? Remind me. It's it's about a uh, murder that happens on a navy base, uh. army base. Sorry, army base. Don't think I've seen that one. It's actually not too shabby. I mean, it's an old movie, so like Neil, you might be into it. Uh, <laughs> it's from but, 1988. Uh, but it, it wasn't absolutely painful for me to watch, so oh, never mind, fuck, Neil. You wouldn't like it. Fucking prehistoric that one. Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, I saw Bloodsport. Which uh, again, <laughs> phenomenal movie. Uh, no, I've the, seen that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, The Firm, which is always good. Oh, you watched The Firm without me? Of course I did. Jesus Christ! How many movies have you watched, John? Oh, it gets better. I was traveling. Oh, all I love I love so. The Firm. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, Gross Point Gross Point Blank. Oh wow! I love Gross Point Blank. Yeah, that's a goodie. Um, and let's see. Oh, this this one was pretty wild. It's called Twisted with um. Ashley Judd mm. and Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, Andy Garcia, yeah. It it was it was pretty interesting. She basically is a uh, detective that uh, has a, a good buddy who's like a top cop. Like he, you know, he's like one of the brass, uh, and she's kind of like on the the path to stardom. And she just like randomly is sleeping with every person who appears on screen. Mm. So interesting. Ooh, yes. Did she pull out them? Hoops? Yeah. So SG is in. Uh, so SG, one more time. That was twisted from two thousand and four. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, it's an old film. On it's before that's things ten years old. That's ancient. Oh, it's Agreed. before things start to go a little south for Ashley Judd. Correct. That is correct. Mm, yeah, I'm for so, it. So, anyways, and then uh, I think that was pretty much it. I 
watched a film that I feel if anyone has seen it, Jackie may have seen it. Oh, Prishant, go. <laughs> and it, it was called Perfect Body. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jim Carter. No, uh, no. I've uh, never heard sim- of Perfect Body. Who's in this? Similar, similar concept. Perfect Body <laughs> is a early 1990s <gasps> gymnastics. gymnastics movie <laughs> that stars Amy Jo Johnson. Who? More- oh, my God. The pink Power Ranger, right? Yep. More popular <laughs> as the pink ranger. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I can't believe you know that. <laughs> the, re- the reason why I got this movie was because when I was checking out the program from the local library, um, which was the only place I could find the DVD for this, <laughs> um, right, right near it was also Perfect Body, which is also from the early 90s and has Amy Jo Johnson. And I she- need to see this. Uh, she's she's struggling with her weight and like there there it has like the ominous music over like training scenes and she's you know she's working out in like sweats and she passes out at gymnastics meets and it's it's very melodramatic and cheesy and awesome it's it's very much a a incredible 90s movie do you so. think that the the local library put you on some sort of list for uh, being a dude and checking this out? <laughs> well, I, I believe everyone who participates is 18 plus. So it's it's not as creepy as you would think. Um, <laughs> and, and also, they probably just thought I was some hipster. Um, oh, okay. You know, because people people do that all the time. I'm in a college town, so... <laughs> People are getting getting ironically funny things from the library. Um, well, all right then. But no, it's it's um it's actually not not that splendid of a movie. I I I while I was watching it, I kept wondering if it's been on um how how this shit gets made. Is that the name of the po- podcast? With how did this get made? Yeah, with Paul Shear. Um, mm-hmm. but no, it's it's solely for laugh values. Um. But I I do believe that she does do her own gymnastics because I think she is a gymnast. So yeah, I believe she is. Mm-hmm. That's how she was such a great Power Ranger. <laughs> hey Neil, have you seen Takedown? Um, which one? That's the one the... with Skeet Ulrich. Yes, yes. Okay. Do you have a comment about it or? <laughs> no, I just wanted. We talked about it on the Hackers podcast. I think I might have seen the second one as well. Um, have you seen that one, uh, John? No, I have not. It's not very good, but I think it was basically it's written from the uh, point of view of the guy chasing Kevin. Uh, what's his face? So it, it's very, Mitnick. very biased. Oh, Kevin it's Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick. Yeah. It's very biased. Um, I would suggest reading the books. I've got all the books, actually. Like Takedown was a book and also Kevin Mitnick wrote, wrote a book. Yes, I, I read the book. Oh, did you? The, the yeah. movies are rubbish. All the movies about that case are pretty rubbish. <laughs> um, I saw 22 Jump Street. From 2014, mm-hmm. uh, which I was really looking forward to. I really, really enjoyed the first one. Um, it starts off pretty well, actually, and they've got Nick Offerman there, who plays like the police sergeant, and uh, it starts off pretty funny because he's making a uh, a speech that's basically all about repeating yourself and not doing the same thing over and over. Basically, it's a, it's a sort of a, a comment on the fact it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they keep doing that all the way through, and it's basically just tons and tons of running jokes, lots of in jokes. Um, so I, I didn't enjoy it, unfortunately. I, it's not very good. Although it's had really good, quite good reviews. So I think it's up to about sort of uh, the 70% mark on uh, the various different 
like IMDb and uh, Metacritic and sort of stuff. So you may enjoy it actually, but I didn't think it was very good compared to the first one. Um, it was written, I think it was co-written by um, Jonah Hill. So I don't know whether he's getting too big for his britches or something. Mm. But it, it was very self-referential and I didn't find it that funny. So it's a shame really. Um, I also saw Frank from 2014, which is probably the most bonkerest movie of 2014 I've seen, which um, TB might want to check out. I was if he, just uh, going to say, it's too bad TB's not here. <laughs> TB, TB would be interested. It's um, it's it's very very difficult to describe, but it's based around a character who wears a fiberglass, ha- uh, fiberglass head uh, about two feet in diameter all the time, all the time, and he's in a band and... It's so difficult to explain, but part part of it takes place in Austin, Texas as well. So I think it's something that Teeb should check out. But I don't think you're going to want to watch it unless you're into these bonkers movies, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, very weird. And it's based on a on a real guy, guy called, I think, Fra- not Frank C.V., Chris C.V., who was a, a British guy who had his own band, and it was very, very weird. And it's sort of based on that character, but it's, it goes in a, in a very different direction. And most of the people in it are really well known. Um, like Maggie Gyllenhaal is in, is in it. Um, and I, there's one character who's in it I won't say the name of because he's playing Frank. And if you when you if you forget who's in that mask or in that um, head, you are amazed when he takes the head off. It's like Jesus Christ! It's a big Hollywood actor who's in there. So mm-hmm. it's good fun to watch that. Pardon? I don't want to spoil it because it's pretty funny. Although if you if you read obviously the uh, synopsis of the movie, you might see that, but it's pretty funny. Um, now, Neil, <clears throat> did that film yeah. pass the Gene Siskel test? Gene Siskel test for you. What's that test? Would you have rather seen a movie of those actors at dinner? Uh, no, no, it's pretty wacky, but it's it's sort of interesting. I don't think I'd okay. necessarily recommend it to everybody. But if you're into the wacky stuff. The last one I saw was All That Jazz, which is the gay musical I, I mentioned. Um, and uh, I watched it because um, it got a ridiculously high rating. It's like on 16 top top movie lists on uh, I Check Movies. And I was like, well, I've got to check this out. And, you know, I, as you know, I live for the majesty of dance. Uh, <laughs> Does somebody have that drop? <laughs> I hate musicals to, with a passion. I really hate them. But this is interesting because it's, it's a film that's um, about kind of more the behind the scenes of a musical. And it's about Bob Fosse who directed it. Um, mm-hmm. It's really his his life story, really. Um, and, you know, there's parts where you're like, this is just some kind of gay wet dream. But it's way, way better than I thought it would be. It's it's really not what you'd expect from a musical or a dance movie. It's It's really, really sort of raw. Uh, it's not really about dance. It's more about the person. And it stars Roy Scheider off of Jaws. Um, also, the like the dance sequences are not really as dated as you think, because or you think they might be, even though it was made in 1979, because he was so influential that, you know, if you see, if you see for it, well, all the way from sort of Michael Jackson onwards, um, he influenced all of the sort of dance sequences you'll see in like MTV and hip hippity hop mu- uh, music videos so it's pretty impressive actually um so i recommend that actually to movie fans check it out it's really really good uh and that's it shall we uh shall we wrap it up chaps sure sure yeah 
Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Our next movie is scheduled to be the 1985 schlock horror movie, Fright Night. Ooh. Boogie. Ooh. <laughs> my thanks this week go to my uh, co-host, jo- uh, Jovial Jackie with Jovial John. Let's open up a can of kick-ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. <laughs> When's the last time 80,000 people showed up for a damn chemistry experience? experiment. Why don't you shove the bow tie up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to our guest, Stephen Greenwell. I figure the key is to go only to places white people go. Maybe next time we'll go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to share a six-pack of Sprite with Christy Swanson. And as Vince Lombardi said, we didn't lose the game, we just ran out of time. <laughs> I like that quote. I hate this song so much. This is the one that one they played in um Purple Rain. <laughs> it's the one they played in that bar. You remember when he's trying to trying to get off with Chrissy Swanson? Actually, if you listen to the lyrics of this movie, it's really more about um domestic abuse. <laughs> It's, it's like all these movies, all these songs from that kind of era. It's like 1970s. It's like, ah, oh, right, okay. Let's make domestic abuse as acceptable as possible. In fact, next week, Stephen. Um, so I'm putting out the Purple Rain podcast on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, are you still there? She gone. Yes, I'm muted though. Oh, but what's up? It's a pretty, it's a pretty funny podcast, the Purple Rain one, but um, the. Next week is Domestic Abuse Awareness Week, right? Oh. <laughs> and is the that colour you're supposed to... about? I don't even know what that movie's about. Well, it's, uh, there's a lot of that in there. But yeah. the, um, the colour you're supposed to wear for Domestic Abuse Awareness Week is purple. So I thought it was <laughs> deeply, deeply ironic. You're oh. supposed to wear purple. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of Prince's parents... Uh, Prince's dad beating up his mum and then yeah. Prince is slapping women around... Particularly bad timing. Yeah, a, a woman is thrown into a dumpster at one point. Oh God, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> properly thrown. And then I think they close the lid as well, don't they? Uh, yeah, oh, Jerome does. Uh, 